Hello and welcome to another Arrowheadsborough podcast. Tonight you've got myself, Neil. I'm joined by a very hooded Tomo. Tomo, how are you, man? I'm very good, like, thanks. You? you look like Darth Maul or something there. <laughs> I do, do you know what it was? Right? I'm doing, I, this is like bed pod again. Um, so like, I've got the headboard here. And I just thought, do you know what? A little bit of material there on the back of your head. That would be quite a nice little, little cushion. In fact, do you know what I've got? This is like awful podcasting, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got like this air. That's better, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's more like. So the, I've got, like, has just plane, put on the got, like, plane, plane neck brace thing. Oh, that's banging. Yeah, yeah, that comfortable. Yeah, yeah, like that. Hang on, let me just do well, my foot. Uh, I'm going to use this. Yes, you've got a nice bit of cushion there, just like the Chiefs have after the bye <laughs> week. Hey, oh, that was smooth. That was yeah. smooth. They're as comfortable as I am right now. <laughs> like, every literally. If you could have picked the results on the weekend, you wouldn't have picked them any different, would you? Like, no, that that <laughs> it's about as good as it gets. And do you know what it was as well? It was the way, um, it was the way it unfolded as well. Like the bills just, just absolutely oh, falling imploded. apart. Like what a shame. But um, I mean, right? Uh, talk talk me through something here, right? You're top five in pretty much every offensive category you can name. You lost because you've got a ton of injuries on defense. You had 12 men on the field for a field goal and you had four mm. turnovers. And so you fire your offensive coordinator. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That, that makes no sense to me. Absolute scapegoated, hasn't he? Oh, completely. But then, like, what are you doing for the rest of the season? Are you thinking, yeah, we'll... We'll get rid of the offensive coordinator, who's actually done a pretty good job. And and what? We're going to promote our quarterbacks coach to be offensive coordinator? Well, he was involved in all of that anyway, if the offense yeah. was the problem, which it isn't. I'll just... Um, it would help if Josh Allen stopped throwing interceptions as well, though. But, I mean... Yes. I mean, that's... that's but the offensive coordinator isn't the guy who's telling, hey, chuck it to the guys on the other team. Well, yeah, I mean... That sounds like a Josh Allen problem to me, but it is That's what okay. it is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Seems like, uh, I, I've, like when we had Frank on uh, Frank Schwab from Yahoo to do our preseason preview and he was very pro Buffalo and he was Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. And I was like, you sure about that, Frank? Because that that doesn't really tally with what I watched and. I'm, I'm, I messaged him the other day and I was like, uh, Frank, um, you know those predictions we made? Like, um, they're heading in my direction. He's like, yeah, you can have this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Buffalo are currently number 10 in the playoff standings at five and five. They got a really hard schedule as well. Oh, they've got a brutal schedule. Like, Including us. Like, we can put the that They're like, at the, the game against the Bills for the Chiefs, it's going to be a must-win for them. They they literally have to beat us because otherwise they're they're absolutely screwed. They have the Jets at home, then they are away at the Eagles, away at us, at home to the Cowboys, away at the Chargers, home to the Patriots, away at the Dolphins. Good luck with that. Three wins out of that, maybe four and a push. Stress. Uh, They're going to get on a heater, man. But I don't know. It, it, They're going to Buffalo, have to. Buffalo is the sort of place, though. The sort of team. I feel like they could just implode. 
just absolutely imploded. Like you already got the the Trevon Diggs thing talking about his brother, which yeah. seems incredibly weird to me. Like why? Because uh, it's coming from a weird place. Like why would your brother say that unless there's some truth to it? And then if there is truth to it, are you joking me? Like Diggs is really pissed off. Like. He's playing whatever you want to say about Josh Allen. We will laugh and joke about it. He's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league that you could mm-hmm. be playing with in an offense that throws a ball all the time. You're the number one receiver. Stefan like, Diggs. Yeah, like what? What is he? What situation is he hoping for that's going to be better than win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, the only place you're going to come to do that is like the Chiefs, and they ain't trading them to us. So unless you're going to the Eagles or, or the 49ers thing. The, the trade deadline's closed anyway, so what's? Yeah. It, it's just weird. And then the defense has obviously been been butchered with 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 injuries or whatever. What a shame! But then they're just a very very strange team. But they feel like they're going to implode. But the one thing is, is they've got this superstar quarterback. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I'm sorry, that's still on him. Mm-hmm. If he's throwing all these interceptions, that shit is on you, as Therese said. He's leading the league in interceptions again. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's a good player, but he's not he's not clutch for me. Like, he, yeah. flat track, flat track bully is the the phrase I always come back to, right? Which is a cricketing term where yeah. when the pitch, uh, Summer will know this because Summer plays cricket. But if you've got a nice pitch that's nice and easy to bat on then you'll score lots of runs and you'll look really good. And Buffalo are, like, if things are going in their favour and they're playing against poor teams, they will hammer them because they're good enough to do that. And but the when Dolphins, they come... same as the Dolphins. Yeah. Exactly yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, tell me when you've beaten someone good. Dolphins, looking at you there. Um, But when the Bills come across someone good or a bit of adversity, it's like, it can go belly up quickly. Yeah. Um, and I just, I never saw what all the fuss was about, and I still don't. Like, th- they had the third oldest defense coming into the start of the season with their two relatively old safeties coming back off injuries, and they're hoping to get Von Miller, who's, what, 34, coming back off an ACL. Like, that's not something you want to be pinning your hopes on. And no. <laughs> It's, uh, it's 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 going. It's everything way. I dreamed it they could did, be. Like this, this is the problem that all the teams that are chasing the Chiefs will have, because at some point you've got to pay quarterback, and mm-hmm. then you're just leveling the playing field, except you're getting lesser play. So all these teams that were trying to get over the hump for that they had to throw money at at star name players and star players to try and get them over the hump. And meanwhile, the Chiefs just going, we'll draft seven defensive players in the draft and then we'll start them all. And do you know what's happened? They've developed and now the Chiefs are young yeah. with with a little bit of cap flexibility. And teams like the Bills and the Chargers have got all these star players that just aren't performing because they're ageing. Like the Chargers just released JC Jackson a few weeks ago, which was like their mm-hmm. big marquee side and they've got... Then the Bills, like you say, you've got Von Miller come back. He's doing absolutely nothing. And he's, you know, the Chiefs, meanwhile, have got kind of relative nobodies in the national media sense. And they're just playing really, really well together. And it's, it's just incredible to watch as a Chiefs fan to have a decent defense for once. 
it kind of puts us into perspective, doesn't it? In that, like, you look at these other teams. Like, we, we watch the Chiefs and we go, geez, they're not playing great, are they? Like, the offense doesn't look good. Defense is very good. But offensively, oh, we're struggling. Like, it, it's not firing. And then you watch everybody else and you go, well, it's not that great for any of them either. Like, they, everyone is flawed, some teams more than others. Yeah. And part of the reason why we're 7-2 and two is because we can cover our flaws aren't fatal at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, the the defense is able to cover up a lot of the offense's problems. As as we were saying before we started recording, like if your opposition's only scoring seventeen points a game, you don't have to have your offense putting up forty. Like twenty one would do the job. Um eighteen would do the job technically, but um like it does it doesn't matter or it hasn't mattered so far with the defence playing the way it has, that the offence hasn't been playing that great. No. And, so, and, yeah, go on. Go, no, go on, go on. No, I just, I, I, it's complementary football. And yeah. it's it's hard to watch as a Chiefs fan because you know the offence can be so much more. But every year we do have these like breakdown as fans where it's just like, this looks re- like it, it don't look right, it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right. And they come out of the bye and it looks better and that's my big hope is that they come out of the bye and if the if the offense takes even a small step then they're even more a Super Bowl contender than they already are are they your I mean put it putting your fandom aside to a degree are they your pick for the Super Bowl yeah I, do you know what if you'd have asked me like a few days ago I'd have gone do you know what? the Bengals just look really really strong again They've sorted out their problems. I think everyone underestimated Joe Burrow's injury at the start of the mm, year. Yeah, absolutely. And what an impact that was having. And we all laughed and joked because Pat won a Super Bowl on one leg, but it, it, it doesn't help, obviously. But they've got healthy and they look really, really good. But all these teams, like everybody's got these games in them, like the Chiefs had against against the Broncos, where they just it's just a just Shit a mistake bad. here they just have a, have a nightmare but it seems to be yeah. this year in the nfl so bizarre that you know like every year it's kind of like an offensive explosion it hasn't really been that this year like there hasn't been many like offensive crazy games you've had a lot of these defensive battles and i do wonder whether as the season goes on and teams adjust and i wonder if that will make a bit of a difference and the offense will start to kind of creep back up yeah, um, yeah, I think you're probably right with that. Like Chiefs' offense does tend to get better mm-hmm. late in the season, but then again, so does like Specs' defenses. Yeah, historically, but that's after the, the bye Chiefs, week, the Chiefs are on a rise though, and and then I see the Bengals, and they are kind of on that trajectory as well, and the Ravens are there. But the thing with the Ravens, this why Thursday night is going to be so interesting, right? Because that's probably the best of the rest after the Chiefs, like the Bengals and yes. the Ravens. So that's why Thursday night's going to be so interesting um, to see how the Ravens do when they're forced to play a team that's going to challenge them. Because um, I think my question has always been with are we Lamar. Bengals, are we Bengals fans on Thursday night? I, I don't really care, to be totally honest. I, I'm, I, I'm not really that bothered. I, I'm just, I'm still at the point where I'm focused on on what the Chiefs are doing almost instead of the number one seed 
picture because I think so much will change. I'm, I, I'm, on what I'm the opposite. I'm, I, I'm in the. I'm looking at the playoff rankings now, going mm. right. Well, you know, if where are their wins coming from, and there where where are their mm. wins coming from, and like Houston are in seventh place. Can they, like, they're looking good at the moment, but mm-hmm. you you would almost like them to be in the playoffs because. I would fancy us to beat them yeah. quite comfortably if the time came. Yeah. And if it's choice between, say, the Texans or the Bills in the playoffs, I love the Texans, please. Thank you very much. Even though, yeah, like, yeah, I know the like... Bill, you know, there, there'd be a better matchup for us, I think, at the moment. Um, I think, I think, the, I know what you're saying. I think it's probably because it's a bye week that I'm so intrigued what the Chiefs look coming out of the bye week, but I'm not really looking big picture at the moment. Um, I know we've got the Eagles, so it's like one seed versus one seed, which is incredibly intriguing. So it's kind of like quite a big week going into this. Um, so that's why I'm just really kind of focused about this week. But I get where you're coming from. Like, I mean, Ravens are definitely going to be fighting for the one seed. The Bengals are only improving. Um, but have we got a game? Like a Bengals, a Bengals win takes them to five and five and drops the Ravens to seven and four. So we would have a two-game lead on the Ravens, yeah, and a four-game lead. No, sorry, uh, no, yeah, five and five, yeah, three-game lead really over the Bengals. Like, yeah, so you're probably right then. You know, it it would put a dent in the number two, the current number two seeds' hopes of getting that one seed, certainly. Especially as we're playing the Eagles, which I think is going to be a coin flip game. If I'm totally honest, mm. I've got no idea how it goes and I'm also not too stressed if the Chiefs lose this one as long as they look competitive in it because you're playing another very very good team like if we have a Super Bowl rematch where it's close and they win it at the end I'm not really going to lose too much sleep over it um if we get blown out it's a problem at home but I I, I don't see that I don't see anyone blowing us out no I just I, I can see us in these close games where you're hoping the offense can can do something um and that's why this week would be really, really nice to see them do something. But, um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we are Bengals fans, aren't we? For a week. It kind of feels a bit dirty saying that, but yes, I I do think that's where we're at. I'm just looking at the we're two and a half point favourites. Um, so like Chiefs and Ravens are kind of like the two teams I look at and go right. They're they're clearly the best two teams is there anyone else in that playoff picture like you're looking at going i don't want to face them uh, it, it's the big ones the bengals for me because they've proven they can beat us and mm. while we kind of debunked the myth of burrow ahead and everything in the afc championship game <laughs> it was still it was, it was still a very very close game and and then you kind of caveat that with well pat was on one leg and and all these different things, but it was still still a very, very close game. And I think if we were to play them again, it will be a close game. And I think they obviously know how to beat us because they've proven they can, whereas no other team really has proven that they can beat us. So mm. to speak, like, are you really going to get stressed out if you play the Browns? Like, no. But like, no. There's, Not that there's Deshaun Watson's really... out and PJ Walker's yeah. your quarterback. The Jags, well, we've beaten them once and, and they look like they've got flaws of their own. Mm-hmm. I've never really bought the hype on the Jags, if I'm totally honest. I, I think 
Trevor Lawrence is one of these guys as well that's going to look good, and then he'll have a one of these games. Uh, I, I think there's what I think there's probably cleverer people than me as defensive coordinators in the league that probably know how to get after Trevor Lawrence and make his life uncomfortable because he's he to me I just want more every time I watch him. I want to see more from him, and it, I never get it. So I, I feel like that about every quarterback that's not Patrick Mahomes. Well, like, yeah. I, I watch other quarterbacks and go, "Why can't you do what our guy does?" Like, yeah. it's just it's just the mistakes, though. Like, you see, you see him. I mean, he's come up against a very, very good 49ers defense, but then you're going to come up against good defenses, so that's going to be a problem for you. Whereas. Obviously, not everyone is Patrick Mahomes, but when Patrick Mahomes comes against good defenses, it doesn't really look that much different usually. No, because he's got Still, Andy Reid calling yeah. the plays. Yeah, uh, and Andy saves a good shit for the good defenses, and mm-hmm. hey, oh, if they've got a good pass rush, he'll screen and jet sweep them to death, and if they're good run stoppers, then he'll just pass over the top of them. Thank you very much. Um, and this this is what scares me about the Chiefs, like in a good way is we sat there and watched that opening drive that the Chiefs put together on the Dolphins. Yeah. And they had the touchdown called back from uh, Watson who dropped it. And I turned to you and go, this is infuriating now because these situations, you end up taking three and then they'll go mm-hmm. down and score seven. And what happened, the next play, design screen, touchdown. You're like, that's the old, that's the Chiefs of old, the, the easy yeah. mode Chiefs. It's like, oh, we're just... Just had a touchdown ruled out. Oh, we've, we've got another one cooked up here. We'll just throw it out of there. Touchdown again. And that was the old... And it, it does wonder... It does make you wonder what is the potential? Because that first drive looked unstoppable. Mm. And you just wonder, like, how how vanilla is Andy calling these games? Because it looked like he, we got the ball. And it, it was like, right, we need a statement drive. Get ahead. And it was. So there it, it was, yeah. Of, is it a case of when they need to, they can cook this stuff up? Because you do wonder, like, are we going to get to the playoffs and just look unbelievable? Because it could yes. go that way. I, I, I genuinely believe, and there's something that I kind of cut on with last year, and I kind of still firmly believe it this year, is that they try and make it as vanilla as they can during the season that's enough to win most games and they've got enough mm-hmm. skill players maybe not with the wide receivers at the moment but there's enough talent on the roster to win more often than not yeah. and so you don't need to bring out the good shit to go 13 and 4 and probably get the number one seed yeah. and then when you get to the playoffs you can go right then here's the good stuff that you've not seen all season here's the tendency breakers that we've actually been setting you up for all season and now when it comes to the real games, we're not going to do exactly. any. You've got. Yeah, exactly. You've got nothing to go on because all mm. the shit we've been doing during the regular season, we're going to do the complete opposite of now or something completely different out of the same formations. Mm. And you haven't been able to prepare for it because we haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, and I I kind of I, I came across I came across that view in the Super Bowl, actually. And I remember messaging Charles Robinson in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl saying, Andy, save the good shit for now. And it was McKinnon lead blocking for Pacheco on a touchdown and going like, where, who? I ain't seen that. Who, yeah. Yeah. It, like, where has this been all year? Suddenly you're pressing the easy button now. Like when mm. 
you needed to because you're down 10 points from a crappy first mm. half like, oh shit but, they can run the ball <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly it's like oh yeah, yeah look what happens when you hand it to pacheco good things happen who knew yeah. it's a miracle yeah um but yeah it's just i i genuinely believe they're they just take it as plain as they can and you know sometimes sometimes they get it wrong and that's when we lose to denver or we lose to the colts mm. or whoever but they don't get it right every time and that's why we lose games where we yeah. really should be beating teams that's why we said garbage against the spread as well because they, they do yeah absolutely this, yeah this guy's guys it's, it, it's crazy and then it, it's kind of it, it's it's so strange being a Chiefs fan because we say it all the time you've got to go through the regular season to get to the postseason and yeah. honestly the way things go, obviously, you're, you're fighting for the one seed, so there's viewing interest there. The Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. I, I could, I, I'd go as far as say they'll make the playoffs the next five years. You know, they might not win the one seed every year, but they, mm. I mean, they might, but they'll go to the playoffs. The the next, yeah, they'll probably go to the playoffs the next five years. And then you're telling me you got Patrick Mahomes in a one off game against one. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're, you're going to the playoffs and it's like, okay, Pat, you got to win three games to win the Super Bowl. I'll yep, sign no on for that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, but it's, you're... Like, it's like Terrace used to say, when you get to the playoffs, give me the best quarterback and coach combination. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can come up with a better coach and com- quarterback combination than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I'm listening. Yeah. Well, I, I don't this, see them. This is it. And... You're going in, you're going into these, like, what's the floor? What's the absolute floor? Say we, say one of the AFC West teams have a great season out of the blue and we have a terrible season. Maybe we we finish second in the AFC West or something mad happens. Pat gets injured, we finish second in the AFC West. Well, we're still going in through the wild card, and then we'll probably still get, you know, you, you're still going to win the wild card round. And then you're telling me, oh, it's just the same situation. You've got Patrick Mahomes versus these. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it really is an indictment of how good Pat is with Andy as his coach as well. Because I do, I genuinely do believe that the coach makes a big difference when a player comes into the league. I don't think, I think Pat has obviously unbelievable talent. But if he'd have got thrown in in his first season into a trash bag franchise, he might have been a disaster and not given the If the, the Bears chance. had drafted him. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, you're absolutely right, yeah. I mean, when do you see us next not winning the AFC West? I think there's going to be growing pains when... Kelsey retires if they yeah. don't sort out a replacement. Obviously, you're not going to get it like for like. If they don't figure out a way to be productive, and even then, it might be okay because the defense is fine. Um, you're basically looking at this point at the, that happening and it marrying well with. Either the Chargers getting a competent coach who gets the best <laughs> out of the talent, or 
you're looking at the Raiders. I, I don't think the Broncos are doing uh, Russell Wilson will never win the AFC West. So you like the only other solution for me is the Broncos or the Raiders drafting a top 10 quarterback and surrounding him with talent on a rookie contract. Mm. That's the only way for me. What about you? Yeah, I think I'd be inclined to agree. I think I hadn't thought of Kelsey otherwise, retiring. Otherwise, he'll roll through it for the next seven years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Kelsey retiring is going to be a problem. And um, I think I think Kelsey has got this year. If we win the Super Bowl this year, he's going to retire, in my opinion. If we don't win the Super Bowl, I think he comes back for one more year. I think I'd be inclined to agree with that. Because there was um, a documentary that Sam was telling me about because now he's fucking everywhere. And now, now yeah. Sam's telling me stuff about Travis Kelsey. Apparently he was on a apparently he was on a a podcast or a show about um the Super Bowl and it, he was saying that he thought last year was his last year. Really? And I was apparently he said something. He was like he thought that last year might be his last season. And I was like, what? That's the first I've heard of that. And I still haven't found it to be able to confirm it, but because it it could easily have been his brother. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of waiting to see the clip before I believe, but I also could believe it. I do think Kelsey's got max two years left. So he's contracted through to 2025. Um, and his cap numbers are relatively high. Like his his salary is eleven point two five in twenty twenty three, twelve in twenty twenty four, and sixteen point two five in twenty twenty five. But as far as dead cap goes, it'd be seven million this year, five million next year, and two and a half the year after that. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, if I, if I you mean, did this year and next year, mm-hmm. dead money's two and a half million, and you save seventeen million against the cap. Yeah. I'm gonna be totally honest. I understand why you're going through it, but none of that is really a concern to me. Like you say, I just I'm not bothered if we have to take a dead cap hit on a Hall of Fame. Yeah, it is what it is. But I just I'm worried about it because they've run out of time to replace. I don't ideally like a guy that's been in the system a couple of years, um, because everyone's got a guy, right? Like. Jamar, um, Jamar Chase is Joe Burrow's guy and the first year Joe Burrow weren't that good until he got his guy. Obviously, you've got... Um, Diggs and the Bills. Diggs and the Bills. That's going well. Um, <laughs> and Hertz has got the measure. He's got two AJ, guys. AJ, but yeah. I mean, the Dolphins have got their guys. But the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and it was amazing. You lost Tyreek, you're like... Ugh. But we got Travis Kelsey, so we it's fine. Trav, yeah. But then when you lose that, I mean, the Lions is is what you, the Lions game is uh, flash forward, and it's you know yes, worrying yes. So that would be my concern. There is that once he goes in, what has he realistically got more than two years left? No, I don't. Not in my so, opinion. No. Not with the ways. No. He's he's got too much of a life outside of football. Now, and I'm not just saying like, oh, like he's got a life, like he hadn't before. 
but with all of the stuff that he's got going on, he's getting pulled in different directions and he can do whatever he wants now. I mean, he's already presenting like national TV chat shows and stuff and he's he could do everyone. He's won two Super Bowls. If he wins a third, he's already a Hall of Famer. Like, do you really want to get beat up every week? Like, he could just go and he could just yeah. go and be an absolute rock star. Yeah. You know. Well, he'd potentially be married to an absolute star. Mm-hmm. One thing, low key, I reckon yeah. Travis Kelsey is gonna bloat. I think he's gonna be fucking mad. You know, you see these, <laughs> you know, you see these ex players. Let himself go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you see these ex players, right? Um, and you see them in peak condition, and then you see them like five years after they've retired, and they just look like a bloke. Unless Travis they're offensive going... linemen, in which case they go in the opposite direction. They go from yeah. ginormous human beings down yeah. to like Joe. T- Joe Thomas looks fantastic now because <laughs> uh, he lost he lost like eighty pounds, uh, and he yeah. is like trim and slim, and you know he looks yeah, amazing. He's like, whoa, you were you were an O lineman like five years ago? Shit. Um, That's what. Yeah, I, uh, I can I can see Kelsey going in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's just, oh, just okay, drink. I don't have to do this and he's anymore. Drink. Beer. I think he's going <laughs> to eat loads of shit, and unless he's staying in shape for for Taylor Swift, I could see a, a situation where he goes on the larger side of life in both ways. <laughs> Just a low key <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Is that your hot take for the season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a side. Um, note. Just a side. Note. So let's look forward to the Eagles. Um, so. Yes. Chiefs Eagles is at, according to Paddy Power's website, is at one sixteen a.m. kickoff on Tuesday morning for us or Monday night football. I can't work these things out, man. I, I never know what time to... I assume I, luckily, we... I'm going to wait. I'm just going to stay up, I think, for this one. But I, they're so confused, these things are. Um, I assume it's... Uh, it says one fifteen on ESPN's website. Um, I always thought they this... were half one. I don't... No, it's quarter, it's quarter past. Going... Let's, uh, let's call it quarter past. Okay. Um, this is going to be the Eagles' revenge game, isn't it? This is going to be them 100% motivated. Yeah. We're going to show you, now that we're not on a slippy pitch, that the Super Bowl was a fluke and we're a better team. Yeah. And I have said a few times, probably on the at the start of the podcast before we start recording a few times i think my kind of if someone you know the memes they have on twitter where everyone's like holding those knives against your neck like what's your hot take that would yeah 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 yeah. that is from that is from rapunzel is it nice yes didn't know that (laughs) there's some great songs in that film (laughs) (laughs) i will have watched that film don't remember it sam's the biggest disney fan ever i haven't watched i will have watched it won't remember it I'm going to blame it on the kids because, hey, they watch Disney films. But also, that is uh, low-key one of my favourite Disney films. It is ab- Some of the songs in it are absolutely fantastic. But we digress. Yes. Knives yeah. to the throat. Yes. I have no idea what I was going to say now. Knives <laughs> to the throat. Yes. No, no, I'm back. I'm back. Hot take. Hot take. My, my hot take is the Chiefs would have lost the Super Bowl if there was traction on that field. If the Eagles' pass rush could have pass rushed... The Chiefs would have been in problem in trouble in that Super Bowl. And I thought it was fucking hilarious how they had those zero sack t-shirts on at the Super Bowl Parade. And I said a few times, 
you lot want to thank the field because that shit wasn't your doing because <laughs> Brown in particular, man, if they could have rushed you, we'd have had problems. So yeah. I I do think that we got things fall our way in the Super Bowl in that sense. Uh, but yeah, they, they, I think we'll have a hard time against, against them this time. And do you know what? I actually don't care. But this is going to be controversial. I don't really care about the result of this game because it could go either way. I, whichever way it goes, it goes. Does it mean the Chiefs are no longer favourites for the AFC? Obviously, it doesn't help the standings, but no. Does it mean the Eagles are now better than the Chiefs? No. If they play again, will the result be the same? No. The only thing I want to see, and the only thing I really give two shits about, is that offence looks slightly more cohesive and functional. Again, Andy's not going to call the best plays in the world, but I want to see them move the ball easier. The defence, more of the same, but I just want to see the offence put some drives together that look functional and don't have all these roadblocks that we create ourselves. Because if I can so see what, that, they've made adjustments in the bye week. What adjustments would you like to see that brings that about then? Um, I want to see Rashi Rice run a proper route. Um, he's run... I want Rashi Rice to get a thousand yards for the season. So my hot take yeah. from pre-season, I would say that when we did our hot take show before the season started, yeah, I had oh, Rashi Rice on a thousand. I had Rashi Rice a thousand yards. Yes. Was that one that you put forward for me? Because I couldn't be on the podcast. And I was like, just put I all think of the Rashi yes. Rice stuff forward. It was, um, yes. I am not a college scout, as I've said a million times. But when we watched his highlights and what got us kind of hoping that we, we'd pick him as the best of the rest, because we kind of presume we wouldn't get one of these amazing wide receivers, half of a shit, by the way, but um, was that his highlights in that YouTube two-minute thing that we did watch was him catching the ball down the field and going up and catching people, catching the ball at the catch point and kind of beating people at that point. We've only really seen him run slant routes and a lot of yak. So I'm really excited to see him run some proper routes and hopefully that'll help. I'd also like to see a lot more of Kadarius Tony. I don't think you'll ever get a game as bad as week one when he had no camp and he dropped a load of balls and he was a problem that game. If he has another game like that, fine, throw him into the sun. But until that happens, <laughs> there's still potential there that's untapped. So I'd like to see more of him. He looked good on the one catch or two catch, whatever it was he had against the Dolphins. The one in particular was, yep. you, you wonder why he's not playing more when you see that. Um, so I'd like, yeah, for me, I'd like to see Rashi Rice run some routes. I'd like to see Kadarius Tony be on the field more. I'd like to see less of MVS and Sky more. And then you keep Justin Watson the same. That's that's what I, I'd like to see. I would like to see slightly more of a commitment to trying to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, not with Clyde and probably not with Jet, to be perfectly honest, because I think yeah. McKinnon isn't the player he was last season. I think he's lost a step. So it kind of gives yeah. us a little bit of a problem in that Pacheco is probably the only running back that we have on the roster who you would vaguely trust to be productive and you don't want to wear him down mm. too much by running him, but you also need to be able to run the ball. So it's a little bit of a problem. Um, but I, I, we, when it comes to the playoffs, we are going to need to be able to do that. We're going to have to be able to run the ball, mm. keep the offense balanced, keep the defense guessing, 
make sure that they're respecting everything and like i don't feel like we've done that so far really this season like there's there's yeah. been a lack of commitment from andy on that score so I, that's one thing i would like to see i agree with you i was listening to uh only weird games times hours whatever you want to call it the other night and they yeah. were saying get get your best five skill position players on the pitch so you've got kelsey pacheco uh tony rice and like who is your fifth one who who is the other person you're putting on the field there yeah and i was, I was just looking then because um if pacheco was to get injured the chiefs would have a bill-sized problem of running back right and i think i was just looking then because i saw that um the jets released carter today yes. the running back yeah and it did make me wonder whether the chiefs would take a punt on him and then potentially cut Clyde because you're getting nothing out of Clyde at this point. Like I know it's an ongoing joke on this podcast, but it, it, it is a bit of a problem that he's offering nothing. I just wonder whether it's worth taking a, I, I know nothing about this car dude. I'm going to be totally honest, but from the comments that you see on it, a lot of people are surprised. I just wonder if there's any way that they make a move because if Pacheco does get injured, I, I, I'm with you. I think McKinnon doesn't look the same guy as he did last year. And then, I mean, just don't even expect a yard out of Clyde. He, he, McKinnon, McKinnon in nine games has 12 carries for 23 yards at 1.9 yards per carry and yeah. long of 10, which it's means 13, 13 of those yards came on 11 carries. <laughs> and Cl- Clyde has 33 carries for 109, which is 3.3, which looks quite gaudy in comparison to Jet. But like neither of them are particularly inspiring. No. Um, and the Chiefs will need to run the ball at some point. Something will happen and they'll need to run the ball. And, you know, like last year where they had the Chad Henney drive and they needed, yes. they needed to be able to run the ball. And yeah. You're relying on Andy kind of cooking up a cooking up a run almost, <laughs> but uh, you you do worry if if our only run threat is Pacheco. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I would like to see an ability to run the ball more, and then and then like like we were talking about, get your best five. Who are your best five? You need to figure this out because you're putting people on the field that Pat obviously doesn't trust. Sky Moore is now going to be a problem for this team because he's going to be on the roster for another few years. And we can't, we keep having these guys that we're waiting for and we're waiting for and we're waiting for. At some point, you've just got to go, do you know what? I'm done waiting. Until you can, yeah, it's not happening. Until you can prove in the limit, we're going to limit your roles. And then when you get your opportunities, you're going to have to take them. Otherwise, you genuinely are not going to get on field because you can't just. You can't just not put Sky Moore on the field at all, but you need to decrease it massively because you've got to get Rashi Rice out snapping him every single game. And to be honest, I'd like, do the same with Kadarius Tony, but I still I come back to the what does Sky Moore do well, and I still don't I don't know the answer to that question, which is a problem because I would say. Put it. Put him in a position to don't do what you did with Clyde and try and get him to do things that he's not good at. So, if you're going to put Skomer on the field, great, that's fine. Get him doing the things he's good at. But my problem is, I 
don't see what that is. I don't. Mm. He's not blazing fast. He's not shifty quick. He's not. No, the like, Chiefs aren't going to change this game. Strong. Yeah, so like, I don't. I don't see what you're putting on the field for. Mm-hmm. He's not Justin Watson. He's not um, MVS. Where you're going to go, right? You you boys run deep. That's not his game. You'd like, rather him. You'd rather have players that just have one key trait. Yes, because you can make use of that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, exactly that. But with Sky Moore, it's hard because he's not major quick. He's not major tall. He's not a route runner. So like, you get to that point. What is he? Whereas I'm a massive Rashi Rice homer, obviously, but it's very easy to see a route for him being successful. Yes. And he's and he's not even doing the things that I and who am I, but the things that I think that he's going to be successful at. I think he's going to be a much better receiver down the field. I think you're going to find that that's what I believe is that he's going to be really, really good in the intermediate range. He's never going to be a burner, but I think he'll win 10 in that 20, 10 to 20 yard range. Whereas at the moment he's kind of winning in the five to 10 yard range and, and rack, which is amazing. And that's great potential, but I can see a road to him being successful, but we're not seeing any consistent success for Skymore. And it's the same with MVS, to be honest. Mm-hmm. MVS is showing no signs of being good at anything. You know, you're not seeing him win a deep ball. You're not seeing him get open. Like the only time you kind of see these guys have success is a broken down play where they've got lost in the wash. Yeah. And oh, MVS is randomly open 20 yards downfield as Pat's on the sideline. Or Sky Moore's biggest play this season. He just no was there. Him. He was just yeah, there. Yeah, no one covered him. Like, <laughs> you know, are you really impressed by that? Yeah. Not really. Like, he was just there. Good on you for catching it and running, but not, I'm not you know, I'd rather you route someone up on third down, but okay. So who's your fifth player on the field then? If you've got so, Kelsey Pacheco, Tony, Kelsey Pacheco, Tony Rice, Rice, just reliability, Justin Watson. Okay, that's what I'd have. Yeah, I think I'd probably be inclined to agree. Maybe Noah Gray, because oh yeah, don't be wrong. I'm not saying play these five every single yeah, time yeah, yeah, and don't yeah. do anything. Like still, still get Noah Gray involved in in scheme things and change it up and mix it. I'm still saying get Sky Moore and MVS involved. But just they need not, to not as involved twist the snap count big time for me. I get the get your best five on the field, but for me, my interpretation of that is get the snap counts of your best five higher than the snap counts of some of the guys that shouldn't be in the best five. Then, then this goes back to Andy, and is he saving not only the best plays for the playoffs, but the best players for the playoffs? In that, if you can get through the season with MVS and Justin Watson as your or Sky Moore as your top three receivers, and then it comes to the playoffs and you go right, Kadarius Tony, you're having a thirty snap game here. Rashi Rice, you're playing fifty mm. snaps in this one, and we're going to target you both seven or eight times. Maybe they're just not like, going to be climatized though. I don't. I... No, but they're going to be fresh. Yeah. Well, this is it, and this is what they're kind of arguing with Kadarius Tony. Andy said. Um, they just make sure he doesn't get injured. Essentially, it's kind of like, well, that's great, but you guys said he was the number one receiver. So, like, 
Maybe he's he will play in the playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you just have to make sure he gets to the yeah. playoffs. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I think you go into the season like, right, I want a, I want a thousand yard receiver. I want Pat to throw for forty touchdowns. I want Pacheco to go for two thousand yards on the ground. And to be honest, Andy just goes, "Do we have any nope. sacks in the playoffs? No sacks against in the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, we're good then. Because, <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing he cares about. That's great. And to be honest, who are we to say any different? Uh, absolutely. And like, you know, that people say, "Oh, he's playing like." body chess when everyone else is playing checkers mm. and there as head coach you have to have that bigger picture view and mm. not get bogged down in the week to week you have to do enough to win week to week but they can do that but you have to keep the eye on the bigger picture view of mm. it's a 17 game plus three season and you need people to be healthy at the back end of it and firing at the back end mm. of it and not, you know, fucking September champions like the Bills were after they won three of the first four or whatever. Oh, yeah, look at them. They're great. But, you know, play your best football in December but and the problem January is, and February. The problem is with that, isn't it, is that as a fan, I'm not in that building. I, I don't know. know, I what know, the know plan it's is. hard. It's and hard. I paid to go to Germany last week. And I had the most amazing time. It was like a, a hundred out of a hundred as good as it could have gone. But if we'd have lost, I'd have still have had an amazing time, but it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. And I'd have been pissed if they'd have thrown that game away last week. Like you should be thankful you only went. Yeah, be thankful you only went to Germany to see that. Yeah, I see well, some yeah. shitty loss. Yeah. I, I can remember. I'll give you one. I'll give you. I'll give you one. Right. I'll give you one. So we, uh, myself and Hazel, it was the first time we went on holiday together and we went to uh, Carolina and we saw the Chiefs play the Panthers and I think we lost 38 nil. <laughs> we certainly, we certainly didn't score any points and the Panthers certainly scored in the thirties. Okay. But and it was did brutal. You feel like, but did you feel like the Chiefs were holding back in that game? Bill? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just what, shit at the time. Yeah, at least we were just shit. Whereas if we'd have lost holding back on, on Sunday last week, I'd have been pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fair. That's, we a, that's a fair shit. counter-argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll in take fact, that counter-argument. In fact, you probably... Oh, I bet you that sounded awful. I bet, um, <laughs> I bet you saw them throw everything at the Panthers just nothing stuck yeah nothing worked because it was yeah. garbage yeah um yeah <laughs> oh, yeah dear. it is it Funny. is um right we we digressed from the Eagles a bit um yeah we did how how do you see the game going any idea because I don't like no I I think it'd just be tight I think it'll be a back and forth game I actually think it'll be quite low scoring because I think both teams will continue yes. their offensive struggles in a weird way. And I think the Eagles will be because of the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs' offensive problems will be because of the Chiefs. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just looking at the points. Surprised. I'm just looking at the points totals on Paddy Powers. So the Chiefs over under is 23 and a half, and the Eagles over under is 21 and a half. Yeah, can see exactly that sort of game. Yeah, I think I can as well. Um, I don't. I I can't make predictions on the Chiefs this year because you just 
you don't know what on offense is going to turn up. Like you, you can't say, oh, you know, this is going to be a Rashi Rice game or this is going to be a Pacheco game because mm-hmm. they've spread it around so much. Like the Dolphins game, the leading receiver was Noah Gray, wasn't it? With like 30 yards. Like, like, it is. It's, it's nuts. And the over-under on Mahomes passing is 297. But they're just hitting like yeah. 10 receivers for 30 yards each. Yeah. But what's so good about that, and I know we've kind of touched on it, the, the negatives of that. What is good in the positives of it is, A, the defence don't know where the ball's going. But B... Yeah. You are getting like Andy Reid is getting so much information about what works in what situations by doing that. You know, it's just a blessing and a curse, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Um, but I can see, I can just see it being close. I, I, I don't see a shootout because I don't think either team are built to score quick. I think both teams are very. It's going to sound really weird because I don't think this about the Chiefs, but I think they will be just quite efficient um and that might result in some punts because you'll have an odd play here or there that just knocks just kills a drive but like penalties might kill a drive or whatever i think it'll happen to both teams but i think they'll be relatively efficient going down the field but there'll be longer drives and i think it's just who can who can take seven and not three or take a penalty and punt one stat i saw earlier is that i think the chiefs lead the league in the percentage of touch or percentage of drives that concede points it's either points or touchdowns can't remember which way around it was but basically teams only score on like 20 23 percent of drives Mm. this season and i'm almost kind of thinking the chiefs want to make it a ball control game and limit the game to seven possessions each or whatever because then, like, if teams are only scoring on 25% of seven possessions, you're only scoring twice. Yeah. In which case, can the Chiefs score more than twice on their seven possessions? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And this is the discussion we had at halftime in the Dolphins game. Me and you sat next to each other and we were saying, well, realistically, looking at that first half, how many possessions is there in the game yes. left yeah. Yeah. per yeah. team? Four, five, maybe. And even then, they haven't shown that they can score. So they've then got to score on three out of five, which they haven't shown that they can do. And five is at a push. Yeah. You're probably in a two-minute draw. And that's exactly what happened. They, they... Uh, uh, That conversation went, as long as we don't turn the ball over, we'll be fine, as Mahomes yeah, then yeah. fumbles the ball like two plays later. Which was interesting because I listened to the same times as Weird Game, whatever yeah. it is, as you did. And... I need to watch that back because Nate reckons they run Wasp on that play, right? Yes, yes, I was listening to I that. I need yeah. to watch that back because that's so intriguing, if so. It just didn't quite work as well because it's MVS running it and not Tyreek. Yes, and apparently Tooney got blown up a little bit. But yes, yeah. Interesting, just an interesting wrinkle, but yeah, I, I'm, with you, I'm with you going back to the Eagles before we go off on another tangent, but yes. <laughs> That yes, it's going to be a possession possession game, and it's a good it's another good test for the defense who are going to be ramping up towards the playoffs. I'm so intrigued. Like, how are we looking with Nick Bolton? He's still got a month or so out, right? Yeah, he's mid December, I think. Okay, so 
as long as he's back for the playoffs, that's the main thing. But yeah, we're, rel- yeah, yeah. we're relatively healthy. I'd, the one thing I'd like to see is Chris Jones have more of an impact than he's had in recent weeks. Well, like t- teams are double, triple teaming him. And yeah. what Spags is doing is... him before, though. No, that's true. But Spags is making use of that now in that mm. he's kind of almost using him as a decoy um, and saying, right, yeah. you, you load everybody over to the side that Chris Jones is on. That's fine. We'll just throw three guys at you from the other side and you've only got two guys to block them. Good luck with that, lads. Mm. Um, and that's partly why McDuffie's having such um, such joy coming off the edge there. He's an absolute force of nature doing that. But it's partly because teams are sliding towards Chris Jones and that's understandable because he's Chris Jones. But yeah. you can't block everybody. You have to account for the blitzes as well. And mm. like... Um, especially if they're then dropping, like, uh, I was reading Seth Kaiser's piece where they're saying, like, they dropped Kalaftis into coverage, so Kalaftis and Jones were next to each other, and you've got three guys suddenly trying to block Chris Jones, and you've got two guys on the other side trying to block mm-hmm. Amenihu, Dana, and McDuffie. Good, yeah, good luck with that, lads. Yeah, but that's, that's Spags doing Spagsy things. I wonder if anyone still wants Spags fired, just as a, a random thought there from oh, the middle of God. last season. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, Chris Jones isn't as productive, but I don't mind that because it's it's not showing up on the stat sheet for him, mm. but it's showing up on the stat sheet for other people. Yeah. And another thing, just going off that, I have absolutely loved watching Trent McDuffie play. Yeah. I like he's becoming one of my favourite players. He looks like a first round draft pick. He He is what you want to see. Uh, And in fairness to Kalaftis as well, like I wasn't wildly gone on him last year, but he looks like a first round draft pick as well now. Yeah, he's looking really good. It'd be cool to see some more of Felix because you forget that he's a first round draft pick. But yes, uh, I mean, at the same time, he's unneeded at the moment. So hopefully he's just developing. I have a bet on with Paddy Powers, which is um, Miles Garrett to be Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I think it's McCaffrey to be Offensive Player of the Year. CJ Stroud to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. And Felix to be Defensive <laughs> Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And my 10-euro my free bet is worth like 275 grand. So I need mm. Felix to go on an absolute fucking tear now. And like need, three sacks a game, about, every yeah, game for the rest of the season. Sacks, yeah, yeah uh, that would be really nice, Felix, if you could actually show up, please. Yeah. Because um, the other three, I, I'm in with a shout. Like, I'm not, I think oh, CJ Stroud's going to win the rookie offensive one. Easily. Between McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill for the offensive player and Garrett and TJ Watt for defensive. maybe make Parsons for defensive player. Like, it's given me a run for my money, even though it didn't oh, cost yeah. me anything. It's just, a, you just, it's hard as a fan. You just always want to see more. And yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't need to see him right now, but it would just be, I'd just like to see something nice so that it makes you feel better for next year. But um, it's kind of crazy because you thought that this team was desperate for pass rush. And I don't think the pass rush is particularly elite still but we're second in sacks and when the chase young thing i i still would have done the trade for chase young but that's just me Um, absolutely agreed 
But when you knew that the Chiefs weren't going to, when you knew he was available, they were like, they're fine with what they've got. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We could be better and he would make us better. But at the same time, we're happy with where we are. We don't need to sign a player we're going to have to pay. We're like you say, we're good. Mind they said that about the receivers at the start of the season, so I'm not sure how I feel about that. I didn't. <laughs> no, but the team the team were very happy with the receivers they had, and Trust that's me. why they didn't end up with Hopkins or Beckham or whoever else. Um, the one thing is, the one thing we do have to realise, like looking back on that situation, is the team actually, whilst it is a problem, the team actually probably got it right. Yeah. Like, Odell Beckham hasn't done anything for the Ravens. And to be honest, nor has DeAndre Hopkins outside of one game. It's a one game, yeah. So, have the team actually been wrong here to throw 10, 11 million or it's probably going to be more, right? Mm-hmm. At, at these guys to do what they're doing, they actually probably made the right call, as yeah. much as it pains me to say that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Right, let's get predictions for the Eagles game if we can come up with some numbers and get ourselves out of here. We've we've spanned this out nearly an hour. I'm stunned we've managed that. Um, yeah, yeah, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, right, prediction scoreline, go. Uh, my official one's thirty and O because one day it will happen. <laughs> um, but if if I you wanted a serious prediction, which if you wanted a serious prediction, which I feel like I have to give, I just go with the spread, which was twenty three twenty one. I'm quite yeah, cool. I was going to. I was going to go 24-21, so we're very yeah. much along the same lines there. But my official one's 30 now. Okay, we'll take the 30 now then. Go um, Right, yeah, go Chiefs indeed. So it's a 1.15am Monday night, Tuesday morning kickoff. So I suppose we get to enjoy the Sunday night slate again. I actually have no idea who's playing in it. Um, no, I did. I saw... <laughs> I just it's... don't care at the moment. It's crazy because I'm just oh. so locked into what we're doing. I just don't worry about other teams' problems. The, the, two, sky, game to watch. the two Sky games, I, I remember... I can't remember who they were, but I looked at them and went, nah. Isn't one so of I want to say the four... Steel, Steelers, Browns and Bucks 49ers. I think it's the 49ers, definitely, because I was reading something that the 49ers have been... If you had a zone subscription as a 49ers fan you wouldn't have watched the 49ers on the zone in the last five weeks because yeah. sky keep picking them and they've had a bye week which is disgusting you're paying 100 chief, what's the zone 150 quid 50 quid a year the chiefs the chiefs have the, have a similar problem but for it to be five weeks in a row i actually think that they need to stop this nonsense and kill blackout games altogether but i know there's money involved so the other yeah. solution, don't let Sky have the same team two weeks in a row because it's it's a joke. And Sky's coverage, by the way, is low key fucking awful. So they need <laughs> to sort that out as well. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm not a massive fan. Red Zone, just stick Red Zone on. Mm. Job done. Unless the yeah. Chiefs are playing. Yeah. In which case you have to bear it. But yeah. Okay. Job's good. Thank you. Tomo, thanks for your time as always, mate. Much no, appreciated. Thank uh, thanks for listening, folks. Any feedback, any reviews you want to give us, they're, they're always welcome. Um, even if you tell us we rambled for 59 minutes and 21 seconds about nothing. That would be fine as well. It's nice to know. Um, thanks for yeah. listening. Enjoy the game on Monday night. We will be back at some stage next week. Um, but from one game to another, we'll say goodbye for now.